And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm glad they knew the name to call. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. All because of the spoken word of Jesus. Church folks all say amen. amen. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet. Giving him thanks. And guess what, church? He was a Samaritan. He was of that group of people that the Jews called dogs who had no affiliation with, who considered to be nasty, no dealing with. But the Bible says he was a Samaritan that turned around and went back and glorified God. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Except this stranger. And he said unto him. Arise go thy way. Thy faith hath made the whole. Were there not ten? But only one, only one saw the importance and the significance to turn and give thanks. I want you to Take a short walk with me this morning. Let's, let's go back to March 2020.
news headlines began to break. They said there's a virus going around. There's a virus going around and it's beginning to take toll on the lives of people in this country. But not only did we only find it only took toll on people in this country, but you know what? This virus shut the whole world down. So April came and they, they tried to play it down and play it off. And someone once said, oh, it's just like a cold. It's, it's going to come and it's going to go. Oh, it came. It came. But it decided to hang around a while. May came and all of a sudden the, the death toll numbers continued to rise. Not only in the state of Georgia, not only in the United States of America, but the death toll numbers began to rise rapidly all around the world. June came, July came, and the death toll numbers continued to rise. Did you ever imagine seeing hospitals running out of beds? Hospitals running out of equipment. Think back just last year when hospitals had to call on trucking companies to, to rent refrigerated trucks because the number of deaths were so high that they couldn't keep up with the dead bodies. So the only, the only avenue they could find was rent some refrigerated trucks and store the bodies in the trucks. August, September, October came and guess what folks? The death toll still kept going. You know the story. You were there. You were there. And I'm saying today because you were there. And I was there. And we're still sitting here today as a testimony of God's goodness. shouldn't be any hesitation in us at all to praise God and to give him his glory. When, when our government didn't know what to do, when our government was spinning their wheels and in chaos themselves, you know what? It was God. It was God who protected us. It was God who continue to watch over us and I'm talking I'm talking to us here at the Locust Grove Church of Christ. Amen. Yeah, some of us still had our six bells or whatever, but you're still here. Amen. 
You, you could get a CDC and all the other places on credit if you want to. But the truth be told, I'm here to declare unto you today. It was God. And I'm saying, when you look at the text here in Luke 17, the people that you wouldn't even ever expect to mention God in their mouth. First of all, they had enough sense to recognize who Jesus was. You know, sometimes there comes a point in life when there would be others you would like to call on to help you through a crisis and do something for you. But sometimes life presents a situation where, you know, there's only one name you can call. And let me tell you, these men were lepers. And they were at the point in their life they knew that there was only one name. There was only one hope. There was only one chance. And they called on that name. And what I love about the story is Jesus didn't get into any hocus pocus or long speech. He said just go go show yourself. Just go show yourself. And the Bible said as they traveled along the way, they recognized they were healed. (laughs) All the power of the spoken word of Jesus. I look back to Genesis. God didn't pick up a shovel. He didn't didn't call on a mechanical engineer. He didn't call on any contractor. The Bible said when he shaped and formed and put this whole world together. Uh He simply spoke. When he called for the separation of day and night, he just simply spoke. When he called for the land and the the waters to depart, to separate, he just simply spoke. And when I look at this story here, only one. Only one who wasn't so caught up in himself and recognizing this man has spoken and delivered me from death. Surely, surely I can stop and take the time to go back and say thank you. Well, let me ask you something. 
Has not God done the same thing for us? Amen. When you look back over the last year. Amen. Not only just doing the coronavirus situation. But there are situations that there are dangers that we never see. And God protects us and provides for us and do for us. But are, are we so caught up? That we have forgotten the significance of coming together on Sunday and taking the time to get involved in his glorious body. To say thank you. You've done more for me than I will ever be able to repay. But the least I should be able to do. Is to get involved and to build up and to work and to serve and to promote your kingdom while it exists on this earth. Amen. Only one, only one, one, folks, ten received the blessing. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. Oh, there are many other things that stand out in this. You know, Jesus himself being a Jew. <laughs> and a Samaritan affiliating with a Jew. Let me tell you, when, when you're grateful to God, you know what? You're just grateful. Amen. Remember, the, remember the story of the woman at the well? Yes, sir. And Jesus told the woman, give me drink. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman said, what? She said, do you know what, what group of people with ethnicity I'm, I represent? And you asking me, a Samaritan, to give you drink? Well, I, I, well, here's a question. What you going to drink from? From what you have. See, often is, so often we get, we get caught up. We've allowed this world to, to, to bring us into this race game. And if you're not careful, we, we find ourselves building that same wall that Jesus came to tear down. Amen. And you know, you ask yourself in, in verse 16, why did it just particularly say, and he was a Samaritan? Because of the historical Proof and what went on back then, that there was no love between Jews and Samaritans. But this man could look beyond race boundaries, race issues, and everything else. 
He recognized Jesus for who he was. And this same Jesus who has blessed us and, and made a way for us to inherit the gift of salvation. But we live in times now where folks are so busy doing their own thing and they got so many things to do. And I'm just going to give you a hint. Uh, next service I'm talking about the significance of Sunday. Because it's apparent many have lost their way and have just forgotten about the importance of Sunday. So Jesus asked where they're not. He said, where are the nine? I cleanse ten. Only one returned. And it makes you wonder when you look around in the Lord's assembly in our day and time now, you have to ask the question, did he not die for all? But where are they? Did, did, Did not his blood shed and pour out? For the remission of sin fall. Right now, man. But where are they? Yeah. Did he not command this do in remembrance of me? Yeah. Yeah. That we might remember what he went through and what he did for us who was not worthy. Of even being saved. Amen. But where are they? All right. Right now. You know, you, you, you look at this and you say, oh, how quick people are to forget when God bless them. Look at those, those nines that went on about their business. They got their blessing and went on about their business and forgot. Uh, well, how different are we? How much different are we when it comes to serving God? How busy are we when it comes to us rendering service and, and, and prevailing, making ourselves available to do the work of the church? How different are we than the nine? Are we truly any different? Get your blessing. God brought you through a, 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 a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And the most that many can say and stand on now is, well, I, I still, I don't know. You still don't see the importance of coming to give God his glory. There are those, you you continued to go everywhere else you wanted to go. You kept going to work. 
You kept going to Walmart. You kept going to Cracker Barrel. You kept going out to eat other places. You kept going everywhere else. But all of a sudden, in your mind, you saw the church as being such a dangerous place. Totally foolishness. Did he protect you? Has he not watched over all of us? You know what? We, we, we should be knocking each other down coming up into this place. We should, we should have a, a, a sound to raise the roof and to crack the windows when we're singing. Amen. Because you didn't deliver yourself from anything. Amen. It was God. Yeah, yeah. And then you want to talk about you're struggling. You got other things to do instead of being here. Amen. To glorify him. God allowed us to continue to take part of the privilege of of assembling together. Knowing it was only him. It was only him who saw us through it. So my question is, not only where, where are the nine, my question would be, where are the rest? Amen. The leadership has been encouraging people, come on out to both services. Come on, get back, get back in the mold, get back, come, come and attend. You know what? We really shouldn't even have to ask you. Amen. We really shouldn't even have to ask you. You should understand it being Sunday. God has blessed you and what he has done for you in your life. You know what? There shouldn't be anything else on your mind to do other than today. Than to come here and worship him. Oh, but let something happen. Let something happen to your child. Let something happen on your job. Folks, my message is simply this. If you're going to be for real about being a Christian, you got to learn to deny yourself. We preach and teach all the time. You got to keep God in the center. Yes, sir. And you arrange everything else going on in your life around God. Amen. But so often we keep seeing and we keep seeing over and over and over people arranging everything else in the world around 
well, arranging everything else first and then squeezing God in where they feel is okay. Folks, we serve a God who deserves better. Amen. We serve a God who, who will demand better. If you're going to be a Christian, it should be identified in the way you live and the service you render unto the church. When the church is involved in doing something, you know what? Its members should be involved doing it. The Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. If, if, if the last person on earth you would expect to glorify God would be a Samaritan. But if they had enough sense, if he had enough sense to do it. How much more should we who have been washed, sanctified, redeemed, justified, been down in the watery grave of baptism who claim to belong to him? How much more should we glorify? It's time for a change. It's time for a change. And the change is being for real about being a Christian. Just because you show up here, folks, that, that doesn't mean you love God. Because some have allowed Sunday to become, I don't want to get into my next lesson, some have allowed Sunday to become just a, 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 a stopover. Amen. If God has truly been good to you, and I know he has. Amen. I know he has. Even if you haven't had any traumatic medical issues or uh, situations in your life, he's still been good to you. Because I know he has protected you from dangers and situations that you don't even have enough sense to recognize and acknowledge. But if you do recognize it, You need to give him his glory. And let me tell you, you don't give him his glory by just showing up on Sunday and then vanishing the rest of the week. Christianity goes beyond these walls, folks. 
the work of the church goes beyond these walls. This is the easiest part of being a Christian. Coming together on the first day of the week, assembling together among people of the same mind, same judgment. You, you don't come here expecting any disagreement. You don't come here expecting any arguments, whatever, because we are to be of the same mind, saying, Boy, this is the easiest part. Yeah, yeah. What about when you walk out? What about when you walk out? Can I call on you? Can I look, can I look to you for some encouragement? Can I call on you for some support? Or are you too busy? Are you too busy enjoying the blessings, but yet you don't see the importance? Of promoting the kingdom. That's all I have for you this morning. Don't pass out. Don't faint. But it's a serious question. Where are the rest? Where are the rest? We, we, we got to reprogram our thinking. Thinking, well, if I just give God this little bit right here. Hey, I, I met the minimum requirement. L- listen to the foolishness that the devil will put into your head. I met the minimum requirement. You know what? Hey, I'm good to go. I could go on about my business. The rest of the day is mine. Oh, is that right? Is that right? The rest of the day is mine. To do what? To spend with unbelievers? To spend doing worldly things? To spend doing nothing? You don't own anything. The breath, the air that you breathe doesn't even belong to you. And we got to get out of this mindset that we've been conditioned into thinking that, hey, as long as I meet this minimum requirement, you know what? God should be happy. And I know that's the way some of us think. Because we're so geared to getting back out there to the world. You need to make up your mind whose side you're on. You're going to serve the flesh? Or you're going to serve, you're going to walk in the spirit? If, if the best that you could come up with in your thinking is giving God the minimum. Maybe our prayers from now on should be, Lord, bless us in accordance to how we want to give unto you. Hey, it's fair. Let us, let us curtail our prayers from now on to say, Lord, just bless us 
in accordance to how we serve you. Is, is, is that, are those the blessings you want? Huh? That's not a rhetorical question. It, uh, are those the blessings you want in return? No, it's not. Well, it's time for us to do better. Amen. It's not that we don't know better. That's right. It's simply just time for us to do better. Talking about we're the Lord's church, we're, we're the saved, we're the true Christians and everything, but how 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 we how do how do we demonstrate that? I'm talking about outside of these walls. How is it demonstrated? Yeah. Where are the rest? God deserves our best. He provided his best. That you and I can have eternal life. John 3.16 is a passage that will never grow old. For God so loved the world. That he did what? That whosoever, what? Should not what? Perish. But should have what? God gave his best. Just like the ten lepers, they were in a state of loss. They were in a state of facing death. So were we. So were we. But God so loved the world. And as Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2. And you had he quickened. He made alive. Through his son Jesus Christ. Oh he healed us. He healed us long before we even had enough sense to understand and know that we were in need of a healing. He provided the avenue of salvation. Folks, he gave his best. Are you you willing and ready to give yours? This world is going to constantly pull at you. It's going to constantly tempt you. It's going to constantly try to do things to tell you, Hey, you, you, you need to do this. You need to do this. You got to do this. Let me tell you something. You better make time to serve God. Because when you close your eyes in death one day, if there's nothing to follow you into the judgment, that's what you're going to have. Nothing. The Bible said, blessed are they that die in the Lord because their work shall follow them. Well, if you don't have anything to follow you, bankruptcy will not get you into heaven. 
Spiritual bankruptcy will not get you into heaven, folks. God has provided. He continues to provide. And he continues to make a way. It's time for you to take his promises. And believe in them. And live according by them. You're here today. And you haven't surrendered your will unto God. To become his child. And when I said to become his child, I'm talking about his spiritual child. God created everybody. I like it how Galatians 3 puts it. Galatians 3.26 said we're all the children of God by faith. But 27 says more. But as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Just because God created you doesn't mean he won't destroy you. God's, God's will is that you surrender your will and be baptized yeah, yeah. for the remission of your sin. Second Peter 3 says he's long-suffering. Yeah. Not willing that any should perish. But there are those who won't listen. There are those who keep procrastinating. There are those who just feel they're going to handle this on their own. And they're going to die in their sin. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Yes, Jesus said, hey, if you die and you'll see him where I am, you can't come. But didn't you create me? Didn't, didn't you? Yes, I did. But I also called you. Yeah. I also extended an invitation unto you. I also gave my only begotten son for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't answer. You wouldn't receive him. Because you thought you had a better way. Give your life to him today. Give your life to him today. Because you don't know. What the rest of the day holds. Not even thinking about tomorrow. There's a battle before us today. For us who are members of the body already. You've been unfaithful. You've been slowful. You've been half-stepping. You know it. God knows it. You know, the best thing you can do today for yourself. The best thing you can do today for yourself. Not for God. For you. Because God is going to be God whether you act right or not. God is still going to reign in heaven whether you act right or not. The best thing you could do for yourself today is to leave here a better person than you did when you arrived. Amen. You can acknowledge to God that I've been wrong. Yeah. I've just been wrong. Yeah. I've taken your love for granted. I've taken your grace and your mercy for granted. But I'm ready to straighten this thing up. Yeah. I'm ready to get it right. That's the best thing you could do for you today. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it for God. 
You're doing this so that you can get your soul right. Because just because you've been down in that watery grave of baptism, that doesn't mean you're automatically going to heaven. You have to be faithful until death. Have you been? That's the question. Have have you been faithful? Have you? If you haven't been, just get it right with God. Think about, here's a blessing. He allowed you to wake up today and come to this place to get it right. And what happens in return? You repent, you get it right, and the angels in heaven rejoice. By acknowledging that, hey, I have sinned, I have been wrong, but you know what? I'm sorry for that. And God can accept that. The question is, are you willing to put your pride aside to be forgiven? Because I I don't don't know the glory you're gaining. I don't know what you think the benefit is by not repenting. It will only send you to hell. Not repenting will only keep you cut off from God. God don't lose anything. God can always create another you. We need God. God don't need us. What's our song, Jerry? All my trials. All my trials. Come on, get up. Let's do it. Folks, here's an opportunity for you. Come on, stand up. Here's an opportunity for you. To get it right and to let this day be the beginning of a new walk in your life. Go on, sing, brother. Oh, my.